going on everybody welcome back to another episode of denim radio coming at you with episode zero one four as always i'm your host josh and over here we got mr podcast himself ty the guy hall chevrolet just glad to be here buddy <laughs> it's glad to be here you're looking good look like you got some sun oh no that's just yeah. that's just acne your acne looks really good. Really. <laughs> hey, get I'm, it right. Those are stab wounds. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's got a very, very fair complexion. I'm quite jealous. It's got this greasy beard because I'm too lazy to shave. Also, Halloween's coming up, so I might need a mustache or something. So I'm, I'm not prepared to shave at this point. So yes, this is Denim Radio of the high-end denim persuasion. And yeah, it's been a busy time. I mean, I wish we had Ozone here to help me do a rundown of what we got going on, but uh, I guess Ty's just going to have to chime in when he can. But uh, yeah, as you know, a couple weeks ago, we saw the first single from Death Cassette, Reflector. That came out, and it's it's getting some uh, it's getting some serious some serious positive feedback. So that's that's lovely to see. If you uh, live in the Winnipeg region, make sure you're you're heading out to the Goodwill Social Club on uh, November seventeenth. Catch them screaming at traffic, a couple other bands. And yeah, we're, uh, if I lived in Winnipeg, I can assure you I would be there. But yeah, that's, it's going to be a good one. After that, you know, a week later, Ty the Guy, his, uh, his band dropped a single. So now, you know, we were talking in like the present tense on the last episode. It's out there now, man. And it's, I'm, I'm getting some good feedback for sure. People like the, you know, the, the, the throwback. 90s skate punk sound i mean i get that all the time with, with our band as well but like yeah you hit the nail on the head that's what i was going for <laughs> so yeah how, how, how are you feeling now that uh our song is out and about in the in the big bad world yeah i'm pretty stoked uh the reception has been good i've heard some from some of our friends you know in the states and all over the world you know people that follow the band saying oh i like the new song and uh been getting some coverage on it and yeah, very excited for the next single to come out, and that will be Salted Snow. You know, that's an exclusive right here on High End Denim Podcast. It's going to be Salted Snow is the next single, and then the entire album, Smile, coming out on November 24th, which is actually the second day into our tour that we're going to be doing. Uh, we're doing from November 23rd to November 26th, starting in Penticton, and then Revelstoke, and then Salmon Arm, and maybe one more date on the Sunday, the 26th, with high-end denim buds, upside-down men. 
an awesome band that puts on a great live show, just put out a great record, Upside Down Man did, called Looking Up. And, uh, you know, we got to play with them in High River, uh, out your way, Josh, and saw them play live, and it was a great show. So I'm super stoked to head out with them. Very excited. Yeah, and I noticed on the tour poster there was a, a, a TBA, a TBD, whatever you want to say it. Are, are you looking for another show? Should uh, Could this be like a, an all-call? Anybody that's in the uh, British Columbia or Western Alberta want to take these guys yes. in for a show? They, they, Anybody... don't, they don't need much, just, just some uh, kibbles and bits to eat and maybe a scritch under the chin and slap on the behind, tell them that they did a good job. That's, that's, all, that's all these boys need. Have a good time. Yeah, like a hay storage barn to sleep in or something. That's been some accommodations that we've had in the past. So, yeah, if uh, if you're hearing this, please reach out for uh, Sunday, November 26th. Hell yeah, man. Well, hopefully that uh, – if, you, if you're pushing hard for that fourth date, hopefully it, it comes to fruition because oh, I like those those four-banger tours are fun. Fuck, you're tired by the end of it, but that's – nobody's going to feel sorry for you in the in the real band scene. The guys taking three month tours and shit, like four days. You call that a tour, but I know, right? Uh, there was a hotel on there that we almost called this the uh, "Can I speak to your manager?" tour because that was how I booked it. Just called a bunch of bars and "Can I please speak to your manager?" But yeah, for sure, there's no love lost for uh, the bands that have been putting on serious mileage. So it's it's a mini tour kind of thing, you know, just a little jaunt. I like to say, picture us and Upside Down Men holding hands, skipping through the interior highways, you know, in late November. <laughs> you have to skip to try to keep warm. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. You guys are going to have a blast. I look forward to uh, seeing the footage and retweeting it or uh, whatever you call it on Instagram. Sharing your stories, all that jazz. But, yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I hope you guys ever have a wonderful time. I feel like there's something else we need to talk about. And, uh, yeah, so you may may or may not know what High End Denim's all about. I mean, we're starting to take the next step into distribution. As you know, in the past, we've done some some, uh, European distribution for, like, European bands crossing the pond. We'll we'll sell their shit over here to kind of help combat shipping and just help them raise their profile in other continents. So, yeah, the, the latest one... It's 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 en route. It's supposed to be arriving tomorrow. It's uh, making friends. So fucking killer skate punk band out of uh, fuck. No, I can't remember the the name, but it's in England. <laughs> I can't remember the city they're in. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna arrive. We got thirty of these puppies. We got a uh, fifteen black splatters, and then a one that's white. Their new album is called Fine Dying. And fuck yeah! As soon as they sent it over, like I was already a fan of this band. And I was approached, I think it was by, yeah, John from Punk Rock Radar. Started talking, and he's like, hey, we're looking for a Canadian distro. You in? And I was like, sent me over the album. Like, I already love this band. I didn't even really need to hear it. I'm like, yes, I'll do it. <laughs> of course, I got to talk to Ozone, the bean counter, to be like, he's like, well, we can't really afford it. I'm like, well, we'll figure it out, because this fucking rules. And then uh, got introduced to Johnny from Cat's Claws of indirectly dealt with him before when i was like writing for punk and normal and shit he'd hit me up and ask for you know as one does trying to get coverage from his bands and stuff so i kind of knew him that way and then we kind of started talking talking turkey and yeah next thing you know we're 
we're bringing over this album. So that's the next one. We're pretty stoked on that. And they've released, I think, three or four singles already. And they just dropped a new one, which we may or may not play on the on the uh, show here in a little bit. But maybe I, we'll save that for then. But anyways, yeah, Making Friends fucking rule. Super stoked to work with them. And I think that's just the tip of the iceberg, what we're, we're trying to do with this label. So, yeah, if you enjoy skate punk slash grunge punk slash anything punk adjacent and you like wax and cassettes or new some cassettes as well um yeah hit us up highendandrecords.com we got a little shop on there i think we're gonna slowly start to distance ourselves from band camp we're finding this the fees are starting to really bend you over like somebody bought your song the other day ty i didn't tell you that it must have been a radio station which i would have sent it to them but whatever they bought it good on them and after they took all their share, like it was a dollar or whatever to sell it, like your share, zero dollars and zero cents. It's like, oh, awesome. I, mean, I know it's only a loony, but still, like, you got nothing out of that, right? <laughs> so, 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 how much of that does the band get yeah, so, out of that zero dollars? So, zero you get um, 80% of zero. So, I think, I don't know. I'm not a math guy. I'll have to, I'll have to, fair enough. On the bean counter, he'll figure it out. Fair enough. <laughs> That's we should get him a jersey. This is bean counter on the back. <laughs> and it's funny. Mexican I, tornado. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the guy with uh, Jewish roots, <laughs> and I'm not the treasurer of this company. <laughs> Ozone is definitely you know what the, the uh, you remember the show Freaks and Geeks? Mm-hmm. You watch that one, yeah. The one I can't remember the fucking actor's name is, but. He's a Jewish guy on the show, and he was like talking. He was talking like to an African American fellow on it, and they're kind of going back and forth about who has it worse. He's like, "Hey, man, I was, I was made the treasurer of the school. I didn't even run." <laughs> that's not the case for me. I don't, I'm not so good with money, and it's why. I okay. Bought, that's why I decided to bring over making friends records without talking to our smart money guy. <laughs> it just makes sense. No, he he's got spreadsheets and all this shit, and been like. Basically tells us that we're on the the brink of uh, bankruptcy at all times. But you know what? Punk rock, man. We figure it out. And you know what? We ain't stopping. We ain't stopping. You know who else isn't stopping? Brad motherfucking Manners of School Damage. What do you think of this conversation everyone's about to hear? Oh, this conversation was pretty good. Uh, Brad Manners delivered the goods. And uh, so many good stories. So y'all enjoy this. Yeah. So we kind of, I don't know if we talked about it on air, if it was off the record, but yeah, Brad had, I used to, when I hosted the Punk Normal podcast, we're doing like a Pooza special every year where we just like do like a shit ton of episodes in a row that was all Pooza just to hype up shit. Cause I think Punk Normal might've been a sponsor at that point, but uh, yeah, Brad is, he had reached out or whatever. I don't know how it happened, but we, we interviewed him there. Then my band ended up playing Pooza, so I went over, fucking ended up texting him, and we met, crushed some beers, had a good time. Kind of stayed in touch over the years, you know, through COVID and everything. Everyone's, everybody's in a varying degree of sanity and or insanity. And <laughs> we've all, I've always just shot him a message every now and then just to see what he's up to and shit. And, and then, uh, yeah, our guests that we had slotted for tonight, uh, they needed to postpone till next week. So I was like, trying to think of people I could talk to. And I was like, fuck, Brad would be an amazing guest. So 
texted him. He's like, yep, I'm down. So <laughs> didn't didn't take him long to, to agree. But yeah, he's I feel like he uh yeah, I've been a fan of his band for quite a while. And you will all be delighted. If you're also a fan, you'll be delighted to hear that they're uh not far off from another record, so I'm pretty stoked for that. And yeah, I don't know, man. What else? Uh, we should, guess we should play a couple songs before we dive into this interview, eh? Why not? Yeah, so I want to hear, since we just introduced the fella, so he plays in a band called School Damage. Um, kind of my introduction to them was their album called Hello, Cruel World. And I really always loved this song, Thin Skin. So, yeah, that's what I want to hear. What do you want to hear? Uh, let's cue up uh, Broken by Making Friends. Making okay. Friends from the UK there. Good band. You're not going to make make the people wait. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Um, yeah, this is the latest single they just dropped. Um, I think by the time this album or this episode drops, the album itself will be out in its entirety on the world, wonderful World Wide Web. And yeah, and then yeah, you hit up Ozone or I, or any any of the high end denim bands. You hit us up, we'll we'll steer you in the right direction, and you grab yourself some wax because there's limited copies over here in uh, sunny Canada. So you're gonna you're gonna want to get that before they're all gone. Yeah, is there anything else you wanna chat about before we get into this interview? No, I mean, this interview is uh, its a pretty beefy one, and there lots goes on in the interview, so I'll just leave it to that, and uh, hello out in denim land. Hell yeah, let's dive into some school damage and some making friends, and then we will introduce you to his lordship, Bradley Manners. Here we go!
from short straps you're listening to denim radio all right what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of denim radio i'm your host josh and over here we got my old trusty co-host mr ty how's it going buddy good buddy just glad to be here that's good man we're, we're glad to have you here you kind of got a we're all over the, the map of canada today we got you over in Kamloops, me and stormy red deer and who do we got over here in sunny toronto ontario we got mr Brad Banners from School Damage. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, I've been I've been sunny, balmy Toronto right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm all right, man. That's uh, you know, just uh, kicking it. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Just having hanging out, kicking it. Well, Kamloops, damn dude, that's far. You got yep. BC, you got Alberta, you got uh, Ontario. That's wild. Have you have you ever been to Kamloops, Brad? Nope, no, I have not. Man. I've been to BC a few times, but, but never Kamloops, no. We were talking about when uh, my band went there and there was a guy walking around the parking lot of the A&W with a hammer threatening people. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah. that's just how they welcome you to the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Cam- Cam- that's the Kamloops. The Kamloops welcome. <laughs> exactly. The welcoming Kamloops handshake. Yes, it's, it's, literally, <laughs> it's literally like... Um, the set of the rejects from The Walking Dead in Kamloops when you go through any part of the city. It's pretty wild, man. Cool. Um, I remember one time we went to Detroit and we played, and we just went to like a place called Happy Liquors to buy alcohol. 
and um, some guy was selling uh, a curling iron and a blow dryer. And I'm like, I'm good, man. Thank you, though. And I came back out, and he threatened me with the curling iron and the blow dryer. <laughs> and I'm like, how how exactly is that going to work? Like, you you can't even plug them in. Um, Can <laughs> give you the you got to give him props. You got to give him. Oh props yeah, for, like trying to sell it to you at first before just robbing. You. <laughs> yeah, he was he was definitely wise in the use of his, his resources. Uh, so yeah, no, I I definitely give him like like I commend him for sure. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, and you know how you get screeched in in Newfoundland? In Kamloops, you get you get hammered in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You kiss the cod. You kiss the ball pin hammer. Everything looks like a nail when you're on meth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they had so much energy, they had to burn it off, right? So. <laughs> Smashing a skull in, that's, that's a good cardio workout. <laughs> What's going on, dudes? I haven't I haven't talked to you, Josh, in fucking forever, bro. How you been? I've been good, man. You got a fucking kid now and stuff. That's cool. I do. She's two and a half. She's out of control. Holy, holy guacamole! She she pooped her pants That's twice wild. today, just like Tyler did. So you know, sunrise, sunset, oh, wow. <laughs> circle good. of life. <laughs> Next thing you know, you got a hammer in the PNW parking lot. Yeah, pants full of shit. <laughs> pants. Well, we were just talking offline that uh, you guys both have uh, porn names. What was yours? Mm-hmm. What was yours again, Ty? Bruce Knuckle. Oh yeah, yeah, Bruce Knuckle. It's <laughs> amazing. What about yours, Brad? <laughs> Brad the Impaler. <laughs> Can we uh, find you guys on your local or that? Or or Genghis Dong would be a Genghis pretty Dong. cool looking <laughs> porn name. I have a reverse only fan. It's where you send me five dollars a month and I don't send you dick pics. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a stop. It's like a please stop thing. How's that working? Only 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 band it's called. B A N N E D. Just just to make sure I'm right. Yeah, that I'm one. Same word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one else like don't do this ever again. Because he yeah. has one only band where he's sending me all of his uh, demos from his band, and I'm tr- I've been trying to cancel for like two years, but he just won't stop. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he pays you. <laughs> just listen to my demo. Yeah, yeah. I I do listen though. They're kind of nice. <laughs> That's cool. What's what's the weather like there in in Toronto? Because we just got fucking dumped on. Winter is here officially in Red Deer. And no, Sunfields. No, no guff, eh? um that's fine it was kind of, kind of warm and that that was cold but uh like it's like nice in the daytime but cold at nighttime but today the, the landlord came by and turned the heat on so i'm set i'm uh yeah it's all right man it's, it's like typical october weather here it's like sunny and nice i don't know i'll explain it it's like uh decent i had a coffee today on the porch it's fine um but yeah, and, and like honestly, man, in a few weeks it's gonna be miserable out here for sure. Yeah, we just got to it a little bit early. It was crazy because it was like twenty six degrees a couple days ago. Like I was cruising around in a t shirt and just fine. Like took the kid to the park, and then it's like literally two days later, we're like full on fucking dead of winter. You full snow? Winter. Yeah, full on storm. Yeah. Like Jesus, it's still snowing. Yeah, I don't know. What about Kamloops? You guys get you guys get snow in Kamloops? 
Yeah, we well, I'm I'm at Sun Peaks. It's a ski resort just outside of Kamloops, and we got a couple inches for sure, just like I know uh, Josh Buddy did in Red Deer there. So yeah, we both got snow today. Josh Buddy, eh? Josh Buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh yeah, well, it it's not uh it's, it's so actually it's like not bad here today. Like it's like in the mornings is like I don't know, fifteen to twenty degrees, and at nighttime it's like maybe ten or something. So it's not too bad. I was out, I was out wandering around earlier but with just the, the leather jacket on and it was fine. He's wandering around with the curling iron, <laughs> trying to make yeah. a little bit of extra cash. In the, hair, in the hair dryer. <laughs> That's amazing. That's pretty threatening. That is actually pretty threatening. Like if somebody was coming at me with that it. stuff, like it would well, make the, me yeah. think twice. Dude, if that guy had an extension cord <laughs> and just had the 15 minutes for that thing to warm up, he could have caused some real damage. <laughs> you kind of give me like a second degree burn with that thing. Just a wicked perm, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brad comes back to the show with a fucking beautiful perm. Either that or get stabbed. That's uh, <laughs> that's the uh, that's the Detroit handshake, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you touch a hot curly iron <laughs> the michigan something or other michigan handshake doesn't sound as good i love <laughs> i love detroit that sounds like a fucking sexual maneuver um like a mexican tornado <laughs> what the hell is that <laughs> you can't say it on the air it involves all right going yeah, down the fucking this is the family street. show yeah. <laughs> this is the family show <laughs> Yeah, Urban Dictionary will, will fill you in, but... <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, I want that in my history for sure. The, the, the incognito mode uh, exists for a reason. It and it's reasons like that. We're, we're just trying to create some continuity between the episodes so people want to keep coming back and be, be in on the joke, you know? So that's what we were talking about last, mm. last episode. Actually, it was a Spanish tornado, but... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because it's not just conducive just to just one country yeah it gets no no it can be performed anywhere you know we went over <laughs> that with diego from <laughs> punk rock mag last episode but uh, most most of south america and some of europe cool <laughs> and, and some uh, southern united states mm-hmm. that's right equal opportunity tornadoes <laughs> awesome man well you're in a band you got you guys still doing shit yeah well, funny you ask. We uh, recorded and released an album a year and a half ago to some decent reception. And we were writing a new one as we speak. But uh, our and we did a tour with Lone Wolf. We had some decent shows with Brutal Youth in the past year. And then uh, our beloved John Cabatton, our bass player of 13 years, uh, hung it up. He left the band, so um, yeah. Unfortunately, he he uh, just didn't want to do it anymore. Um, but yeah, we did one last show at a bar that I worked at, and uh, he put his bass and his amp in his car, and he left. That was that was it. So, but we are. Um, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm burping like a gross idiot. <laughs> But uh, um, we're still writing a new record. And um, just today, Dennis and I were demoing 
uh, eight new songs. So we're still uh, we're still playing. We're still writing. Just not doing shows because we don't have a bass player. But um, people have been we had a pretty nice and very um, surprising and heartwarming response to people coming up and offering to play bass. So uh, I just have not personally had much uh like i'm not in a rush to do it right now i want to find the perfect bass player i want someone who can do it full time mm-hmm. and not just people who can just swoop in and, and do this and that uh for the recording we do have a guest bass player whose name i won't mention uh playing bass on the record he's in a other band that's quite successful uh and one of my favorite bands as well he will be playing bass on the record and recording it with us, but I'm not going to divulge um, names just yet. But he also, because he's partly committed to his main band, he can't be in the band full time. But we are writing songs with him, and he'll probably be producing and recording the record. So he'll be probably playing bass on the record as well. So there's still a glimmer of hope. We're not done, done. Just right now, we don't have a bass player. We're still writing songs. But yeah. Okay. Well, I guess when it's when it's uh, short. So was that? Did you start the band with this guy then? If he's been in thirteen years, like. Yeah, John was at the second rehearsal ever. Like, I started the band, and then he joined like the week after. I don't know, like maybe a month after, he joined the band. He's been there ever since. So he's been around uh, since day one. So like he missed he he missed a few shows because of like. He had to like you know he was in Africa for a while he was like in the Philippines for a while he travels a lot so he missed a few shows and we had guest bass players here and there play but he's was there since day one sorry day two he's been there since day two um, but yeah man it was uh him and I have traveled a good chunk of this planet together so it was kind of a bummer to see him go but I you know I support him and I want him to do what he wants to do and be happy so. It was one of those things. But uh yeah. If anyone's listening to this and you live in Ontario, uh you wanna play bass for school damage, hit me up. Yeah. I'll send, I'll, send, I'll, send, I'll send some demos to you and you can learn the songs. <laughs> well if you fly me in <laughs> I'm not good enough right. to play in your band. <laughs> yeah. No, we have that kind of budget. No one's good enough. We're, all, we're not good. That's the thing. Like, Quit trying to cut Ozone's grass, Josh. Come on. He's the only bass scab in your band. <laughs> yeah, we just uh, did a little mini tour in Saskatchewan with a band from uh, Winnipeg. And about a week or 10 days before the, we were supposed to go, they told us, informed us their bass player quit and could they borrow our bass player. So we learned all the songs Jesus. in a week and showed up and rocked out a couple shows with them without ever jamming with them. And sound pretty good. That's fucking crazy, man. I've seen, I've seen that happen like so many times and it's like so impressive when people can just pull that off. Where it's just like, you're like, you know, you're still going to do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like we had a situation similar to that where our drummer couldn't do a tour that we just did with Lone Wolf on the way to Puzo Fest. And we had a month to find a drummer. And that was like, luckily I like a good buddy of mine and John's was like, he's a drummer. He produced the first School Damage EP and recorded it and uh he was like yeah i'm unemployed let's go i'm like they had a van i was like perfect i'm like yes it's fucking great but yeah I, I love seeing that kind of shit like you see that on, happens a lot on tour like 
the singer can't make it or the bass player can't make it and someone always steps in and just makes it happen. That's fucking pretty cool that people can just like buckle down and learn the songs and, and pull it off. I don't know if I would... Well, no one's ever asked. The show me. must go on. <laughs> but yeah. No one's, no, no one's ever asked me to be in a band with them ever. Dude. Like, just, <laughs> no one's ever asked me once That's to do me- that. What are you talking about? You joined my band for a song. You forgetting fucking rum knobs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not forgetting. But I never asked again. <laughs> well, that, really... was, that was just a guest appearance. <laughs> yeah, but you wrote you wrote your own lyrics. It's pretty sweet. That's, that's no, because... I didn't. Something else oh, with you. Oh, ahead, I, but I didn't write that. I didn't, I didn't write the lyrics. I just guessed the video. Yeah, you Sorry. did, didn't you? I never wrote them. Who the fuck wrote them? I can't remember. I was part of two things. And, uh, one was just like me in a video. That's all it was. And I think I think I, think I just smoked a joint. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that was, it. yeah, that was a that was like in the height of COVID, where everybody was just available to do anything long distance. You want to sing on a song? You're like, oh yes. yeah. You want to be in a video? I had time. Yep, I haven't left my apartment in fucking three weeks. So yes, give me something to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everyone's doing those Zoom videos. Like everyone's like doing a, a collaboration video, but. We keeps it real here. We use Skype. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> I just figured wow. out like literally a couple days ago that y- you can just send an invite and you don't have to because I was like making people install Skype. They're like, fuck you, man. Like, was, was it 2002? Like, why are we using Skype? I'm like, it's because what I have. And it's Yeah, I'm a Zoom man myself. Yeah, I think everybody is, but I don't know. I'm all set up for this. But now that I can just send an invite, people don't need to to install it on their phone or whatever or their computer people are gonna honestly more jo- jo- josh tried to get a hold of me on icq to do this podcast <laughs> not even true. joking well i, I signed into your I guest thought... book on your angel fire page but you weren't answering so... <laughs> yeah. i met josh in aol uh chat room that's true nice i don't even remember i think he might have hit us up and we're like when i was doing that other podcast you're like I think we're doing like a Pooza Fest special or something, and you're like, you're like, fuck you, interview my band. Or something. <laughs> I remember it was very, it very un, untraditional, traditional. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I, I remember meeting you at Pooza Fest. Um, I don't, but I don't remember like how we first. Maybe I asked you to promote something for us. Uh, but yeah, through Punk and Normal. I don't remember, but I do remember meeting you for the first time at Pooza Fest. And yeah. us hitting it off. And then, um, did you play Pillow Pals with us? Play what? Um, <laughs> we, we were playing this game where we were like, we, we would go to like a random stranger and put her head on their shoulders <laughs> and pretend to fall asleep. What do you call and, it? And see what the reaction would be? Pillow Pals. Yeah. It was me and Joey from uh, Avum. Uh, we were just like, we we sat next to a guy like, what's up, dude? Good set, right? And then we we just put our head like on their shoulders <laughs> and pretend to fall asleep and see what would happen. And uh, we I think we spent like the last like two nights doing that. And like uh, we we got in so many fights with people. Uh, people weren't down. <laughs> well, we didn't fight them back. They just I definitely got a few cheek smooches from you. I remember. Oh yeah. That was, a, no. that was like this one, that was, that was uh, 2018. That one, that was a good one. <laughs> DFL. That was a good. That was a good. Uh, that was a 
a, a good pizza fest. It was, yeah. Except for us playing, that was the worst. <laughs> no, it was good. We didn't get um, we didn't get in the main stage. You guys played Foofs, did you? We did. Yeah, we did Foofs. Yeah. I remember you were like up really tall. Like the stage is super tall. So I remember just like looking up at you. Yeah. And you spit on me. And if you would have had yeah. time, you would have pissed on me. No, I'm just no, I don't think you noticed me. I recorded you. I don't think I spat on you. I wouldn't spit on people. No, that's not my fucking forte. Yeah, I didn't. I spit beer on you, but <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have hawk a luke. You're pretty focused. Uh, I remember. Yeah, I remember that being a pretty good show. I remember having a lot of fun. I remember like my mom was in the hospital, so I was kind of like in a weird headspace, and I was gonna like cancel the show and go see her. <laughs> Excuse me, but then I I realized that like it wouldn't matter if I saw her or not, so I played the show instead, and it was a, a lot of fun. It was a really good weekend. I remember KJ. Yeah, I sure did. Um, KJ from Chicks Day and I got a case of beer from like a Depanier, and we just like drank it like while walking to like where the park was where all the bands were playing. He got backstage. I forget, I forget how bad it was. It was like a bigger band. I can't remember the name. I can't remember who it was. Face to face definitely played KJ. that night. Where so I think it was, yeah, I think it was face to face then. Or no, it wasn't against me. I think it was face to face. And KJ just like walks back there like no problem. And he's like, come on, man. And I'm like, yeah, I'm behind you. And the security's like, where do you think you're going? And I'm like, uh, I guess <laughs> not back there. And I just went back to the hotel. <laughs> just shut down. That's, yeah. that's kind of like how, like, when cars are racing, they'll, like, get right behind the other one to draft in and get that speed burst. It was just, like, not happening to yeah. me that night, eh? I guess not. It's okay, man. It was, uh, so KJ and I hid the case of beer in the bush, and I went back to the bush and got the case of beer and went back to the hotel. <laughs> so I had my own little party. I don't need fucking face-to-face to have fun. <laughs> it was funny. We, we played this... Uh festival in edmonton called super friendly i don't know if you heard about that one anyways face to face was playing there and then but it was just such like an unorganized mess that like they weren't really like checking anybody for credentials to go backstage so a buddy of mine like ate a bunch of mushrooms he just fucked and like lost him i didn't know where he went and also so i'm like oh i went went backstage he's just standing there like staring off into space i'm like oh the fuck did you get back here <laughs> like, you're not in a band but he was without shoes backstage. <laughs> he just got a fucking big beard and just looks like he should be That's in a band. Sense. So they just fucking nobody bothered him. Just let him stay there. <laughs> uh, I, was, so. we're, I was, I went to a, a festival and I wasn't playing it, but like I uh, was just there to see a, a buddy's band. And then I, I played the year before. So I knew how it worked backstage. It was like, you know, a bunch of free beers and food. So I'm like, yo, can't have your pass. And he gave it to me. I went backstage and I was just like ripping crispers and eating food and Sloan <laughs> were back there. And so we're like, Hey, what band are you in? And I'm like, oh, I'm in a band called school damage. Like, how do you guys are? I'm like, Oh, we're not playing. I'm just here. I'm just <laughs> eating all your food and drinking all your beer. And they were just like, that's actually, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> they were even that bad. And I ended up hanging with uh, Chris Murphy talking about the descendants for like an hour. <laughs> that's fucking but, awesome, dude. I admire your honesty. Well, they don't drink. So, you know, they don't even drink those guys. So I just... They didn't care about the beer. Well, actually, at this yeah, exactly, at right? this festival too, there was like there was like the behind the stage beers and like snacks and shit, and there was like a trailer and stuff. But then there was also like a different one at the back of the venue for some reason. 
and I don't think they showed most of the other bands. So it's like it pretty much had free range. It's like nonstop beers and like vodka sodas and various. What's the uh, potato what's, chips? What's what's the weirdest thing that ever happened to you playing a festival? Weirdest? Yeah. Have you like did you play a festival? Like you said, you please played a festival face to face. Like you ever play a festival of a certain pedigree, and then there's like, um, like a person of some kind of caliber that's like around and they're acting a fool or something or anything like that. I haven't played a ton of big festivals. I mean, when we played Pooza, we played that like off Broadway fucking uh, Cleopatra's place, right? So there was none none of the big guys there, but. That's a yeah. cool venue, though. It is, it is, but but uh, you know, uh, like Laura Jane Grace wasn't hanging out there at that point, anyways. Maybe earlier, yeah. maybe. But uh, I guess I did help Trevor Keith find because uh, they had this huge tub of beer, and I saw he was kind of looking, like pawing through the beers. So I grabbed my phone and like turned the turned my uh, like my light the on, flashlight, flashlight on. on. I'm like, what are you looking for, man? He's like, I'd like an IPA. So I was just like pawing through all the beers. So eventually it's like the very bottom. I found a random IPA. I'm like, here you go, buddy. He's like, thanks, man. <laughs> Went on stage. So if he played a good show that night, I was pretty drunk. So I don't really remember, but it was all because of that IPA I, I gave him. Yeah, I remember like we, we did a festival and I think Chaos was headlining. <laughs> I don't know why we're on the, I don't know why we're on the bill, but he was like cutting lines and I was thinking, I was thinking of piss. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and, and like this trailer that was like for the artist, and he was cutting lines, and it was like one p.m. And he's just like, "Want a bump?" And I'm like, "I'm just washing my hands, dude. Like I'm not <laughs> interested in doing cocaine at one p.m." But thank you, chaos. Thank you, thank you, crab bucket man. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Crabs in the bucket. <laughs> yeah, chaos rolls out a party. And, another, and then another time we uh, we played Pizza Fest when Seven Seconds were playing, and I was like just stoked. I love Seven Seconds, and the guitar player like was walking by us. And he had like a little granny cart and a case of beer strapped to it. And the case of beer broke open and all these beers like spilled over the street. And I was like helping him put the beers back in the case. And I'm like, pretty weird to help seven seconds like with loose beers really everywhere. You know, like. Like the typical were... person would just be like, maybe you're helping a granny and her groceries spilled out in the parking yeah. lot of the grocery store. But so, like. But I always, thought, I always thought they were like a sweet edge band. So was, well, Kevin definitely is. Well, yeah, Kevin is, yeah, for sure. But uh, Bobby, the guitar player, he had a big old case of Heineken's on him. <laughs> well, what's that old joke of that Fat Mike always tells about uh, Brian Baker? You know, did I ever tell you when I invented Straight Edge? <laughs> That's a big, <laughs> big, old, big old snort. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, on that note, let's, uh, let's take a little musical break here. Who do you want to hear? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to pick bands that I've play with recently or have like I'm gonna pick only bro bands or like buddy bands I wanna hear Ready to Break by Lone Wolf and every night they played this song on tour I was every time just like open mouth just blown away cause it's a fucking beautiful song hell yeah here we go some Lone Wolf
we're back. So if you guys remember last episode, Ty kind of took over as kind of a quiz master and uh, took us down a little a little bit of a game show that he invented. That one was called, Is This a, a Screaming Wieners Song or Not? He's got a little bit of a different play this time. So why don't you take it from here, Ty? Enlighten us. All right, well... Uh, Josh told me I was off the podcast if I didn't make this game for tonight. So I, uh, I made a game and it's about, you know, as you know, Brad, uh, you know, things can happen on tour. We have a lot of fun and a lot of the times the cops aren't looking, but sometimes they mm -hmm. are. And that's when people get arrested. So this game is about musicians that have been arrested. So what I'm going to do is tell you two short stories about two musicians per round. And one of them is true. And one of them is made up by me. And they're arrest stories from musicians. So cool. we'll, we'll get started here and I'll keep track and we'll see who's the champ at the end. So you're going to be playing Josh. Here's the first round. There's no so, collusion either. I have no idea what he's about to say. That's right. right. Okay. So here's two stories and you're going to decide which one is true. So was Billy Joel arrested for public indecency? when he exposed himself to a group of fans from the top of a parking garage in New Jersey after a sold-out concert? Or was Paul McCartney arrested for arson when he started a fire in his hotel room in Germany by lighting a condom on fire? A condom? Dude, so, I gotta say, the Billy Joel thing sounds legit only because I watched that video of him going bonkers in Russia where he just smashes everything up really bad. I, I know he had a, a bit of like a problem with the old uh, nose candy. I'm going to say Billy Joel is legit. That's the true story. Okay. And uh, Josh? Well, how the fuck do you light a condom on fire? <laughs> Seems latex. That's a good question. Yeah, there could be some sort of flammable lubricant involved. Flammable it was the 60s, though. Yeah, who knows back then what they're made of. They could have made of like letter fluid. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Uh, my heart's telling me it's Billy Joel's wiener, too. All right, so you're both wrong. Uh, in 1960, Paul McCartney was arrested in Hamburg, Germany. Him and the drummer pinned a condom to the wall of their hotel and lit it on fire, and he got arrested. So no points in the first round. Damn. I think he said the, he said the drummer, but he didn't say Ringo Starr. <laughs> oh, I was it? Peter Best. It was Pete Best. Ex okay, okay. I'm, giving, I'm giving you one point for Pete Best right now. All right, yeah, yeah. So that was in the Silver Beatles era, so I got half a point for that at least. <laughs> Thank right. you. I, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. And Josh, you could really spruce this up. Let me get a little Jeopardy music or something behind this next one, okay? <laughs> don't worry. I'll so, post. Round, round number two. Was Frank Zappa arrested when he made and sold homemade pornography to an undercover police officer in San Bernardino, California? Or was Glenn Fry arrested for soliciting prostitution from an undercover police officer in Sacramento, California? Who's Glenn Fry? Glenn Fry, he's the, the bassist and songwriter for the Eagles. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Take it easy. I don't even... <laughs> yeah, or 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 take it to the limit. It's oh. hard to say. It's like the fact that he um assisted in prostitution, it's like not only does my band suck, but I suck too. <laughs> I hate the Eagles so much. So I want I want I want to go with the Eagles story. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Zappa. So let's let's get some separation here. One of us got to be right. In the early years of Frank Zappa's career, he was not too discerning about where his much-needed money came from. This became painfully apparent in 1962 when Zappa was duped into making porn for an undercover San Bernardino police detective. Dang! I knew it was it was too specific with the San Bernardino. Yeah, that was actually pretty. Yeah, I just wanted to go and try the burn. <laughs> right. Okay. Rest in peace, Glenn Fry. Never hired a prostitute in his life, probably, for all I know. So, round number yeah, three. No, you're so good. Just, just... All right, let's guys, not go into it. All right, let's, you, let's, you guys are tied one point each going into round number three. Huh? I got nothing. I haven't got one. You got it I got wrong. Two wrong. Yeah, no, but I gave him one point oh, for knowing okay. Pete Best. Oh, I got a half point. Got a bonus yeah, point. Half, yeah. half point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, we're giving you point five. You said it yourself. Okay, so right. number three was Alice Cooper arrested for unpaid moving violations totaling upwards of ten thousand dollars in Detroit, Michigan, or was Ozzy Osbourne arrested for literally pissing on the Alamo in San Antonio, Texas? The latter is correct. The latter, yeah. Osbourne pissing on the Alamo is actually correct. That's the that's that happened. I gotta go with Ozzy yeah. too. All right, and you both get a point. Yeah. That's correct. In a drunken stupor, Ozzy stumbled around San Antonio, Texas, looking for a place to relieve himself. Unfortunately, he chose the city's cenotaph dedicated to the fallen soldiers in the Battle of the Alamo. And, as we all know, there's no basement in the Alamo. <laughs> all right, so number four. Here, here's the last one. Here we go. Um, are you guys familiar with Nardwar, the human serviette? Love Nardwar. True story. One time he emailed me and I was fucking blown away. Nice. Like he cold called? Okay, you? well. Or did he have responded to your email? No, I sent him something uh, via the mail. He messaged me and they paid for it. That's all. That's cool. Did he have like a, did he have like a creepy fact about your past? No, I, I fucking wish, man. Uh, no, I, I was working for a record label and I sent them some promotional stuff at the time. And I just wrote a note saying, I love your work. You're my favorite journalist of all time. And he found me on LinkedIn and sent me a message and said, uh, Bradley, thank you for, you know, the, 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 well, I think it was a book or a record. And for the note, and he said, if you're in a band, send me your, uh, something, you know, I sent him a seven inch. And he, he said the, uh, due to the Bluetooth, but I sent him a seven inch. And he said he played on the show. I never heard it, but he told me. He you know what? It. I got the exact same email from Nardwire. I emailed him and he told me, you know what? If you've got music, send it to the CITR library, the radio yeah. station, the college station in Vancouver that he's affiliated with there. So what a nice guy. Anyway. Way to, way to ruin his nothing. story, man. He was so stoked. You're like, everybody gets yeah, really, it. Yeah, I, like, I was like, pretty, I, was, I was pumped about it. You're like, yeah, he helps me too, man. Okay, you know what? I just want people to know. The mass Nard, email he sends at everybody. Nardwar is a good guy. He, he, he doesn't have to respond, but he does. We should get him on this show. Okay, so here's round four. Final round, you guys. You ready? Yes. Okay. Was Nardwar the human serviette arrested and charged with four counts of sexual assault and one count of overcoming resistance by choking? Or was Gian Gomeshi arrested and charged with four counts of sexual assault yeah. and one count <laughs> of overcoming resistance <laughs> by choking? 
Yeah, I would go the, uh, <laughs> again the latter, the uh, Gomeshi. Uh, Oh, okay, and you are yeah. correct. In late 2014, Canadian radio host Shion Komeshi was arrested and charged with four counts of sexual assault and one count of overcoming resistance by choking. So, to total the rounds up, uh, one point... I have two and a half. You have two and a half. Joel Buddy has two. You both get one for the end. That's three and a half versus three for our new champion, Brad the Impaler. How did he, yeah. how did he beat me? <laughs> the math is point. Just, I, I, like, I wrote a bunch of things. He on got he got a bonus point like, because he's got an email I, from Nardwar. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, uh, I'm, good at the, I'm good at the writing the game. I'm not good at the math, but I'm gonna add this up uh, later. Also, I'm your, I'm, I'm your guest, man. Be nice. Don't be rude. Let yeah, me win some shit. Brad's the champ. Brad's the champ. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have much else going on. Tell your good buddy Nardwar you should come on the show because we're nice to the guests. <laughs> I think maybe even on this show, I was talking about speaking of Gio, Gio Gameshi. Remember when he had uh what's his name on there? Uh, Slingblade. What the fuck's his name? Billy Bob. Um, yeah, Billy Bob. And he was like, don't you ask me about, don't ask me about my movie career. And he's like, first thing yeah, he does yeah. is ask him about his movie career. He's like, we're here to talk about my band. It's like, he doesn't even ask him about the movie career. He just introduces his band and then says, like, and if you didn't know him from his music, you would know him from being an actor. That's, like, all that Gian said. And, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton went completely ballistic on him and just tanked the whole interview. It was hilarious. You made me watch Yeah, but that. in retrospect, now you're kind of like, you know, who's the asshole now? Yeah, Not fuck Billy that Bob. guy anyway. Right? <laughs> you know, it's the guy who, who, who committed sexual assault. He's the, he's the he got away with it though, didn't he? Wasn't he acquitted? No, no, no. no. According to my research, know. it says that he was. Uh, it says he was arrested here. He was arrested. Oh, arrested he, he got away with. Well, he, like, he didn't from what I remember, he had to move in with his parents. Like he had to move in with his parents. He lost his job at the CBC. Uh, I mean, have you heard his name since 2014? So, like, obviously, he's not. Uh, he didn't bounce back by any means. So, Going by the first Google result that I that popped up for me, he was charged. So, eh, yeah, who knows? He was. Yeah, I, mean, I just yeah, well, he didn't do any jail time. Maybe that was what it was. It was. I just remember seeing a meme of him and uh, Bill Cosby high fiving because they both got away or didn't do any jail time for their. Oh my God! Cosby did jail time. He died, he, maybe my he died in jail. Yeah, he died. He died in jail. Cosby. Cosby's not dead, dude. Oh, oh I thought he died. <laughs> not talking about I don't Jeffrey think he's Who cares? Yeah. You know, if you're if you're coming to this podcast for your like current events and like accurate information, you know. Yeah, this is this is the podcast else. I come to to talk about uh, people who commit sexual. Yeah, this, this, is, this isn't really a fun topic anymore. What do, what do we? Yeah, this is terrible. Actually, <laughs> we, we we should move on. Yeah, I think so. from these Let's people who cre- create monstrosities can, and uh, can, awful, awful people. Can yeah. Can you do a sling blade impression, anybody? I'm French uh, Brad Taters. I'd rather not. It ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> That's all I got. Shouldn't have done that. Awesome, man. Well, let's. Uh, we should probably talk a little bit about your band again. Um, yeah, let's let's move away from uh, yeah, no more Komeshi talk. <laughs> that movie came out like in 1996. Let's move away from uh, that. By the, 
and I'm also not taking a stand on that. I hope that guy <laughs> got punished for his misdeeds. But anyways, oh, I fucking you? hope he rises hell. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. The school damage. So your last album was called Critical Excess. Is that right? That's that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So who did you put that album album out on? Was it? Remember you told me. Mama's basement. Mama's basement records from uh, Pennsylvania. So is that? Correct me if I'm wrong, but is that Jughead's label? It's not. No. Uh, I'm wrong. It's um. <laughs> Does he have a label? I, I fucking um, no, I don't. No, it's not. It's not with John Duffhead whatsoever. It's uh, a guy named John Prophet and his wife, um, who are just lovely folk who uh, run a pretty good label. Like right now, to my understanding, the two coolest labels in America, well, predominantly the the Midwest, are Rad Girlfriend Records and Mom's Basement Records. And they pump a b- bunch of stuff out. Yeah, and I know uh, Raging Nathan's around Rad Girlfriend, right? That's that's yeah, Josh, who that's his label, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've been pretty fortunate to be part of both labels in the past couple of years. It's been like with both labels, it's been nothing but fucking like awesome experiences. Like, um, <sighs> like Josh, Josh put out our second album. And uh, along with our our friends in Italy called I Buy Records, and then for the Critical Success album, it was uh, John Prophet and Trisha at uh, Mom's Basement Records, but with also again with I Buy Records, like uh, splitting the bill, and then um, Cat Cat's Claws Records put it out on cassette in the UK. So it was cool to have like those people kind of just want to jump in and, and like help put it out because we recorded it with like during the pandemic like legit like during the pandemic and like we're just we probably shouldn't even been like in the same room with each other at the same time but like whatever that shit's all over and done with now but um we're pretty fortunate to have these people just like offered to do this like they asked us we didn't ask them so that's pretty fucking cool it's the first time um we didn't have to like ask someone to help so i think so uh, yeah, it was very, really fucking cool though to have to do it. And uh, like, you know, they do the Mom's Basement Fest every year in, in Youngstown, Ohio, and we played it last year. Um, yeah, it's uh, Mom's Basement is a fucking cool label, man. It's just like, um, I think we were the black sheep on that label, of anything, because a lot of it's very um, Riverdale's kind of Ramones quarter type stuff. But the two of them are just like lovely fucking people, so it's cool to work with them. And then again, with the uh, Radic girlfriend too, like Josh is like my fucking dude. He's like whenever he's in Toronto, he, he crashes here and we hang out. And like, he's just he's just we we toured Rage Nathan's at least three or four times. Um, and uh, yeah, just there are there are there are dudes, you know. That's awesome, man. I know why I uh, thought it was like I got confused because Jughead has a podcast called Jughead's Basement. So somewhere in my brain, I just yes. thought that Mom's Basement yeah, was, yeah. was him. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I get gu- that. Yeah. Some guys I know from 
Well, they're kind of all over the place. I don't know where they actually call their home base, but uh, the band called the Smelters, they're on that label. I don't know if you cross paths with those dudes. Okay. Yes. So I never met those guys until recently. They played at my bar. So I didn't even know they were on Mom's Basement Records until recently. Uh, they were on tour like a month ago. And they played. So I, I, I'm a bartender and I also run a venue in my bar like in the basement. Like I'm the manager of the, I, I book all these punk rock shows that work. And um, the Smelters played. And <clears throat> I always heard the name around and like, you know, I, I didn't really hear them. But um, I heard the name a lot. And I knew they were on the same label at one point and I bought the record and here's the fucking great moment right now to, to play song number two. Uh, so this is me plugging the sex song we're going to switch into. Uh, they played my basement of my bar and they were great, solid fucking dudes, totally fucking cool. And there's a song called ET pick me that I have been playing on repeat like a motherfucker as of late. So let's cue that one up. Cause it's like, it's, those lyrics, man, and the melody, it's a fucking perfect, in my opinion, it's a fucking perfect song. So there you go. This is me pitching that song right now. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we, uh, well, but first, we played with them in Edmonton. Play it! Okay. <laughs> play it. Okay, I'll tell my oh, story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's our guest. No, no, no. Go ahead. Do, you, do, your, do your segue. Do your segue. <laughs> I'll just say are, are they from, are they from Alberta? Well, so the, the one dude... He is from originally from Hinton, I believe, and uh, I don't know where they're all from now. Like when I we played with them in Edmonton, and they were all like coming from all over the place, is what I was. Yeah, like one of right. them was up what, north. One of them was in like just yeah. Well, that was in BC. One guy lived in New York City. One guy <laughs> lived in like yeah. Remember they told me that? I totally forgot about that until just now. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, they, they were kind of scattered across. Is what fucking yeah, good dudes, man. Good fucking bands too. And then they, uh, we played this thing up in in northern in uh, northern Alberta called uh, Fort McMurray. I'm sure you heard of that town. It's like an oil town, but oh, yeah. they play people. I, way I too seen much. Fubar Part too. Yeah, <laughs> they pay people way too much money to go up there. They even paid us to play there. <clears throat> and they they were playing there as well. And then they they did like a Ramones cover show like in that after party, but I missed it because I was. I was getting uh, checked into my hotel, so I missed them. But anyways, yeah, great dudes. And uh, I think we should listen to their song. So here we go. E.T. Pick me. Pick me. This song. Looking in 
and we're back. All right, so that was a hell yeah, of a we're song. Back. So uh, yeah, everybody's done yelling at me. We can go on with the show. <laughs> we played yeah. the smelters. Everybody's cool. <laughs> I, I I didn't play with them, but uh, yes, <laughs> oh, I just wanted to comment on how good of a band they are and how nice the dudes they are. Yeah, they are amazing guys for sure. And yeah, I don't know, man. You guys uh, only downstroke when you play? Can't remember. No, no, I don't do that. I used to, uh, but I broke my wrist. I got in a bike accident. I broke my wrist, and I couldn't do it anymore. And also, I don't think it's necessary to do that. It's like it's not. No one, no one can really tell if you're doing it or not. You know, like you can have someone hit the butter knives and the hi hat. I feel like no one can really tell in terms of like, you know, sonically you're doing it. So to me, it's not very important. Um, I, I, well, you guys aren't really, I used to be really good at it though. No, we're not. And, um, that's the, the, yeah, I just, I don't, I I think, I think it's fucking cool. Who doesn't like that fucking eighth note on the hi-hat and then the downstairs. So that's, that's, that's the coolest fucking sound in rock and roll since the stones in my opinion but like um i don't i don't personally do it um well like i just can't keep it up so no but hey man well i think it's w- w- i think there's the bands who do it fucking sound great and smelters yeah. do so good good on them um but i do think there's like beauty in like syn- syncopation of like your the way you strum as well you know like the ding 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 like i think you can do cool shit that's that's more of a skate punk thing like that's definitely what we go for when we when we play riffs. Because I'm not right. I'm not a great guitar player, but I can do shit like that. <laughs> nor nor am I. I'm, I'm I'm very simplistic. I think if you're gonna do downstrokes, you have to have that drummer who's gonna just lay down those fucking eighth notes too, right? Like it has to like it's eighth very like uniform. Notes, I uh, I guess maybe sixteens. I don't know, but yeah, whatever. You need that bass player. Like you need you all be hammering down the exact same time as the hi hat, right? So it's it's like a it's a very unique and I don't know niche thing to fucking nail, and there's a lot of bands that do it. And all bands do it fucking great. A lot of bands, you know, it's good for, good for them to, for doing it. I just don't. It, it does sound cool, but I mean, you can only do it up to a certain tempo, right? Like once you start right? playing faster, you know. That's what I'm getting at too. Like it's also it, that might also impede your songwriting if you want to like maybe like be a bit more. I don't want to say creative, but if you want to just get out of that that kind of like um, pigeonhole, it's you can't write every single song in in that formula, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you want to just write, if you want to just be like the band head, cool man, go for it. I love that shit. You know, that's it's dope. But like, you know, creatively, sometimes you want to get out of that a little bit and just add some a little bit of melody to it. So, to each their own. I've I've don't get me wrong, I've been all about it for a long long time but i personally can't keep it up and i've tried to start so many bands like that like ramon's core because i i do love that style but i just yeah. i just i just don't really enjoy playing it or writing in that style you know i'll take i'll take well you're kind of limited of right well you're limited to like playing in like a certain key and, and doing those like the uh you know, dan, 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 the jumping around kind of thing, and it's also been done to death. Like it's, like it's, 
it's been done a lot. Mm-hmm. And like when we when we toured Europe, we realized that like they they take that shit very very seriously, and a lot of bands sound just like that, which is great. And all those bands were fucking awesome. Not don't get me wrong, but like it's just like it's not unique. It's just a very it's like a, it's almost its, its own genre in itself, right? So you have to follow these rules. Ramon's core. <laughs> like- Ramon's core, yeah, for sure. I know, but like basically, a, a yeah. I mean, look, look at bands like Chicks Dig It, or like, um, you know, like they they are Ramon's core in a sense, but they have their own thing going on. They have like a you know sense of melody, and they, they don't they're not afraid to like, you know, write some really good fucking pop hooks. I don't know. There's no there's no like everyone's influenced by everyone. You know, there's nothing's original. But if you want to just do the Ramones thing, like the downstrokes and the eight notes or 16 notes, whatever you want to call it, it's totally fucking fine. And people will fucking like it. So, and I'm sure I'll fucking like it too. I just personally don't want to do it. Yeah. It's just, it's hard. It's hard. It's, just, it's hard to play. Yeah. I just take, I take influences from like all the bands that I love, you know, and some of it is shit like that. So I will throw it in. Just for a part of a song, mm-hmm. you know, where you just like, I'm just gonna downstroke for this specific part, but I couldn't do it for a yeah. long because I and I would just get bored of doing it like that. But well, it's, it's actually, it's, like yeah, it's it, that's one thing too. Is a little, it's a little sometimes it, it may be um, a little creatively stifling for some people. And honestly, but, like I, I was watching videos of Teenage Bottle Rocket on tour, and they play the whole night all downstrokes they play what an hour an hour 20 minutes every night on these huge tours like talk about freaking carpal tunnel like yeah yeah are they just chilling in like a wrist brace when they're not on stage or what you got to imagine it adds up over the years especially when you're a band that you know plays over years and years wait i think i think you know some bands like that too whenever you see them they the the guitar gets higher and higher and higher (laughs) they can no longer do like the you can't really you know yeah. play the guitar slung too too low uh too often yeah i mean it's it's, it's funny how it's like an actual like that's an actual style it's an actual genre like like playing like that you know and and looking like that like that's an actual fucking thing it's like it's it's uh it's, it's such a interesting homage to the ramones um or band still like you know what four no 50 years later still look dress and sound like them and play the same guitars and stuff like it's and like the, wow okay and the important you know, guys even, have been dead for fucking like 30 years now <laughs> since the 90s right <laughs> well you don't 2000s. have tickets to the marky ramon marky ramon's next to her the uh the drummer there right the blitz creek yeah yeah the blitz creek a band from uh from around here one I time i sickies there they toured with them over in europe it was like we're touring with Mark that's right yeah like, that's, oh, that's, that's a great band <laughs> yeah real sickies are a fucking great band we played them one time uh they're fucking great live we're playing with them this one time i saw oh sick man that's awesome yeah they're from, they're from out there right they're from alberta somewhere edmonton yeah it's where they're based i uh one time i saw um cj ramon play the bovine on my birthday and we we had the same birthday. Like we're both born on October. Like he's obviously older than I am. We're both born on October eighth, and it was like it was uh, 
TJ on bass, Daniel Ray, the fucking like producer of the Ramones and like, you know, Misfits and Teenage Head and, and all that shit. And um, it was great. It was fucking awesome. And then you're the very next year as well, same day, like uh, October the 8th, both CJ and I's birthday, he got a different band and they were playing Ramon songs and they fucking stunk. And I was, you know, pretty banged up and I was on mushrooms and I was like, play fucking downstrokes. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> to like a Ramon, which I probably shouldn't have done that. Well, good on him for hanging That's on to amazing. that. That monitor. And then and then we we were hanging out afterwards, and I'm like, hey, we have one thing, we have two things in common. And he's like, what's that? I'm like, we have the same birthday. He's like, oh, cool. And he's like, it's also Johnny's birthday. I'm like, yeah, but Johnny's dead. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, you said that? Oh, yeah. shit. Johnny was oh, man, that's, he's, that's he's, amazing. He's, he's dead. That's, that's, that's true. That's a true thing. <laughs> I didn't break the fucking news to him. He's dead or wrong. See, that sounds, so, that sounds so similar to a story I told when I, I was a guest on High End Denim Podcast a long time ago about being on drugs and talking to old band dudes and bringing up dead people. So cheers, yeah. man. I, I can identify with that. <laughs> oh, okay. Speaking, speaking about dead people, uh, Josh asked me to tell me to tell the story about Dave Brocky that I have. Oh, shit. Is that amazing? What happened was like Guar was a part of this like Halloween thing where people had like weird costumes and get on stage and Guara was like judging the people's costumes. So anyways, I was seeing this girl at the time and she knew Dave Brocky. I don't know if they used to hang out or what the fuck happened. I don't know if they were like a couple or what it was. They're pretty tight. So her and I go to Lee's Palace to see this thing and Brocky walks out and no one knows who he is. He's not an odorous gear or anything like right so he's just a dude walking around he's drinking and she she walks up to him and she's like hi and he's like holy fuck mandy what's going on kind of thing and they're like getting along quite well he's like this is my boyfriend brad and i'm like hey what's up dude and he's like come backstage come backstage so we go backstage and he <laughs> the dude he was like he was like i gotta get into character and he puts on the odorous costume so I'm watching him, I'm just like having a beer, hanging out, you know, watching him like get into the costume. He looks at me and he's like, he, he goes, I gotta, I gotta get into character. And he he does two shots of Jagger, I think it was, and then he chugs like half a Labatt 50. And he gives you the rest and he goes, here, finish this. And he waddles out on stage in that giant latex costume. And I'm holding this, I'm holding this beer that's like, you know, odorous his beer i drank it and i fucking wish i kept the bottle man because like it'd been a cool story at least have like the little bat 50 that like you know odorous youngers drank and then he goes out and does his thing and after the show he passes stuff up into like a fucking duffel bag like like a duffel bag and he's pulling the thing through the the crowd and like the hand you know there's like guar hands hanging out with the giant spikes on it, and it's like, like, just like, these like, all the things are poking out of the bag, and the zipper's not properly done up. And he's just like, What are you guys doing tonight? And we're like, I'm like, I'm down to hang, dude. And she was like, At the time, she was recovering, you know, from uh, some addiction issues. 
And she's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe we'll find you guys later. I'm like, can we please go hang with Dwar? Can we please go back to the Drake Hotel and hang with Dwar? And she's like, no, ma'am. I, I, I'm not doing drugs with those guys. Because if I go there, it's going to be just drugs. I was like, ah, all right. And I was like, so bummed. Uh, and I, I uh, he died like two years after that. But uh, he was a very nice guy. And the fact that he's put all his guar shit into a duffel bag. So it was just like, it was literally just like spikes and like a hand hanging out. The zipper wasn't even fully done up. He just crammed it all into like a duffel bag. Do you think it's like a carry-on bag when he when he flies? <laughs> he's just, they're going yeah, to the maybe, he's just man. like the fucking odorous face. Imagine <laughs> TSA being like, what the fuck? Is, what's this cuttlefish all about? Yeah. His scum doggy a passport. <laughs> Anyways, it was. I, I really wish I went hanging with him, but I didn't get a chance to, unfortunately. Uh, I, I don't. Sorry, was that the Drake in Canmore or Toronto? No, uh, the Drake Hotel here in uh, Toronto. Oh, in Toronto. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. You have another game you can play? Yeah, let's play this other game. But that gore story was was good. <laughs> that, that image. Yeah, that was amazing. I just imagine him like changing into some new balance fucking sneakers <laughs> it was a fucking cooler story if i went to the fucking drake hotel to hang out and do cocaine with him <laughs> honestly, honestly brad coming into this i had a plan to ask you about like your best tour story or whatever but you have given mm. like four fucking amazing tour stories already so we're <laughs> scratching that and going straight to the next game i don't i don't not, I, none of them were tour stories. They were just like my average life story. Well, your life sounds like a fucking tour. That's what happens when you play in a fucking yeah, game, well. right? And you live in um, where shit actually happens and not really. Yeah. <laughs> well, Anyways, let's, just, let's, let's play the new game. Yeah, let's play this game. So this game, what's this game called, Ty? It's called The Pressure Cooker. <laughs> Here we go. Welcome to the pressure cooker, Brad. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> so the name of the game is, I'm going to start ask, asking you questions. Don't think about it. Just spew out the first thing that comes to your brain. So if you're ready to rip, okay. let's fucking go. The timer starts. Yeah, I take whiskey. Timer starts when I finish. I drink whiskey shot, so I'm, I'm loose. Let's do it. We got three. There we go. Okay, here we go. Circle jerks or black flag? Uh, black flag. How many times have you been arrested? None, surprisingly. <laughs> What's the best John Carpenter movie? The thing. Pringles or Old Dutch? Pringles, exactly. Which city is bigger, Atlanta or Philadelphia? Uh, I don't know, probably Philadelphia. <laughs> Gremlins or Ghoulies? Gremlins. What's the Contra code? Remember? Left, right, left, right, up, down, up, down, B.A. start. What's your favorite dictator? What's your favorite dictator song? Um, baby, baby. A Blood Brothers. The heart is coming. Don't you stay with me. Yeah, stay with me. Yeah, that's a favorite dictator song. Or Minnesota, Minnesota Strip, which has that really cool riff that Danzig totally ripped off 
that one's cool too. But yeah, Stay With Me is probably my favorite. It's a good there. song. Uh, Jetsons or Flintstones? Uh, I uh, probably Jetsons. <laughs> I don't know. And who is the best uncle in television history? Oh, dude, that's a really weird one. <laughs> like, because I don't think about that kind of stuff. <laughs> Nobody does. I don't know. Well, this goes Uncle Phil, man. He was a supportive dude. Hell yeah. yeah. And there we go. Another episode of The Pressure Cooker. Let's let's wow. circle back and much, see which ones that, you... Uh... That was so much pressure. Good <laughs> no. job, buddy. The, the, I had the and hey, I went... at the end. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Yeah, I, I would say Black Flag over Super Church only because as of late, I've gotten more into the later Black Flag um catalog the one that everyone told you not to like trespass with it's like when you're like you know supposed to beat the bad boy you know but <laughs> so uh, you mean like henry Lock- henry rollins spoken word stuff is that what you mean by the later black flag catalog well no like not family the, the, like what, that. the what the like, heck album with the fucking msp yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah that's what the, i'm talking about that one yeah i haven't even one, listened uh, to it. no one has <laughs> um so you haven't not it's too new no no, I, I just, I'm a big fan of, of the Kira Rosler and the uh, Bill Stevenson's era of Black Flag. Uh, Circle Church, I do love. Don't get me wrong, I saw them live every time I could see them. I saw them live twice in the same year. Um, but um, yeah, I just think that uh, a lot of their stuff is, it, it, you know, I think Black Flag is just more in terms of inventive and a, bit, a lot more progressive and for that, we have a lot more in terms of what's going on now in terms of doom and, and progressive metal. So, tip of the hat to Black Flag for that. But did you ever read? You know, uh, they, they kind of got me in the jazz a little bit. So. Did you ever read Keith uh, Morris's book? I haven't. Yeah, yeah, I haven't, man. Yeah. Yeah, he mentions when I don't know if it was going to be like a reunion, but he met with uh, Greg there, and he said he just yeah. like had the music like on loop, and then. Some reason, yeah, it was like a inner corn. He's like, corn is the biggest band in the world. You got to write music like them. He's just like, what's going on? Yeah, it was some, it was some of the, it was like a pre-recorded track and just like playing <laughs> over top of it or something. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Greg Ginn per se, but um, you know, there's there's something to say just to be said about Black Flag, uh, um, just their ingenuity and, and what they've done for not only punk rock but metal in general. So I would say that they've they've accomplished quite a bit and even jazz like i, I don't know i i uh not a huge black flag fan but I, I can definitely say i definitely uh respect what they've done and they're some kind of unsung hero for pretty much any band you like nowadays is probably based off black flag even every band that's popular in terms of like metal as or tech metal is, is definitely a black flag tip-off kind of thing so or Black Sabbath, but like, yeah, it's just like their their um their influence in, into modern music is like very very obvious. Well, I got I got a question for you. What do you think that? And help me out if you can. Do you think Black Flag was influenced by DOA? Did DOA's first record come out before Black Flag's first record? Uh, I think Nervous Breakdown was like seventy eight. And the first DOA single would probably been around the same time, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe maybe seventy-seven. Um 
I, okay, here's a story for you. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you a story after this. It's, <laughs> everyone, 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 I'm not trying to like, I don't, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a younger dude, so I don't terribly know, but everyone says that like DOA paved the way and black, and they just, and black bike just followed the same touring route, right? So like DOA had like an actual route and then DOA did the same, sorry, black bike did the same thing. Here's a cool story. One time I was working for Exclaim Magazine. I was a journalist there. And Off played at, uh, with the Descendants at a free show in Toronto here. So I was asked to interview Keith Morris and uh, Randy Rampage from DOA. And Keith Morris, like, I went to meet him at uh, this, like, this vegetarian restaurant. And he wasn't there. Yeah, but um, Randy Rampage from DOA was. And at the same time, the Bloody But Unbowed uh, documentary was coming out. So it was like a, because it was like a, it's a film festival slash, it's kind of like South by Southwest, right? It's the same thing. Um, anyway, the DOA documentary is coming out. Circle Tears were, uh, sorry, uh, Off were playing and the Times were playing. And I went to go meet Randy Rampage and ask him about the documentary. And then I'm supposed to meet Keith Morris and ask him about off shit. Keith Morris never showed up. He was too busy loading out. So Rampage and I went to this bar right by the venue. And we're having a drink or two. And I'm recording. And I'm like, all right, man, just like, this is here's some questions I have to ask you. And then the Descendants guys walked in. Bill Stevenson and Milo sat next to us. And I'm talking to Rampage, and I know who these fucking guys are, man. I'm a giant Descendants fan, so it was not lost on me that they're sitting fucking next to me. Like, Milo Ackerman is sitting next to me. You know, with Bill Stevenson from fucking Black Flag, dude. And Randy Rampage from Annihilator as well, you know? Annihilator, yeah, there you go. That's a West Coast setup. I'm sorry, keep going. This is good good stuff. No, no, but no, you're right. Annihilator. And uh, Bill Stevenson's like, Hey, Bill Stevens is like, hey man, are you Randy Rampage? He's like, yes, I am. And he's just like, I haven't seen you since uh, Black Flag played with DOA at like the Starwood or whatever it was. He's like 82. And they're reminiscing about that show. And I'm like, what the? This is insane, dude. That's and then crazy. Rampage. Yeah, I just cut the tape rolling. I didn't even ask any more questions. I was just like, Dude, I'm watching the drummer of Descendants and Black Flag fucking talk to the original bass player of DOA. And they, and I, dude, you've seen that flyer. You fucking, the flyer is like iconic. It's the one with like a fucking, like, it's like a Charles Manson, it's a Pedabon image. It's like Charles Manson with the fucking X cut into his head. And it's like, it says Black Flag, DOA, and I think like the stains or something like that are opening. I can't remember the opening band. Uh, but it's, it's an iconic fucking show, and like you'll you see it in American Hardcore, like the book or whatever. And uh, they're talking about that show. That's that's the last time they see one another. And I'm sitting there watching it go down. And I'm just like, <laughs> dude, this is gnarly. It was insane. It was the fucking coolest thing I, I think like, I've ever been a part of in my entire life. Hi, I'm Brad. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm Brad the Impaler. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Milo gave two shits who I was, man. But it was a, uh, it was a really fucking cool moment for sure. No shit, that's awesome. Yeah, he passed away, didn't he? Pretty well. 
He did not long after that, maybe two years after the fact that he passed away. Yeah. And you got to quit hanging out with dudes two years later. They just pass I away. I'm bad. <laughs> yeah. I just curse him. <laughs> I, 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 I poison him. <laughs> I, I just I just try to have this so I'm like I'm like hey if you die I'll have this really cool story about you. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna come visit you soon, but don't don't yeah, get a hex on I, me. I'm a pretty cool <laughs> I'm a pretty cool story about you. Your poor daughter. <laughs> so uh, all right, dudes, let's do uh, let's do one more song. And I'm gonna piece out. Sounds good, buddy. What do you want to hear? Um, this one is uh, "Through the Teeth" by Brill Youth. <laughs> That's a great new album, man. Yeah, that's 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 flawless, man. I'm so fucking stoked for those dudes. I've I've been friends with those guys for a long time. We've been doing shows with those guys since I think like day one. But uh, yeah, just so pumped for that album they put out, and just like total, totally rad dudes. But uh, yeah, this is this is like one I I would put on repeat over and over and over again. Hat sent me this song like months before the album came out and he was just like i'm a little insecure like he was a little like insecure about some of the songs and i was like dude no 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 these are fucking sick so <laughs> you nailed her bud. if i could oh my god dude that, those that record is incredible that record is fucking flawless um so yeah i'm proud of those guys so if there's one song we can play right now and we can all go for pee breaks uh <laughs> through the teeth by brutal youth killer killer fucking tune yeah man you got anything else you want to say before we uh we let you move on with your life um i'm about to go to bed pretty soon uh i hope you get some sleep <laughs> besides that um there will be a new school damage album coming out next year i don't know who's putting it out but we'll worry about that later the the important thing is that we are recording it and it will be coming out um the songs are aggressive as fuck and um yeah, it's just it's a little different from maybe previous stuff, but uh, is 100 coming out, and uh, we'll still be doing shows here and there. Any chance and, of some uh, western dates? Are you sticking around the east? Dude, no, I would love to go to the west. Man. It's just it just seems like you guys, you know, we're older dudes. Our drummer has a kid and stuff. So um, we'll, don't get me wrong, we've always wanted to come out west. It just seems like impractical. In terms you of like, a, like availability, an, you need an anchor show that's gonna pay for all your shit, and then you just have a couple around that. It's yeah, so- I don't know, man. If we, if we can just like maybe like just cover the flights or even half the flights, we'll do it. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not, dude, I'm not slowing down anytime soon, bro. I just turned forty, but I'm not, I'm not slowing down. Like nothing's gonna stop me from fucking that gives playing because I'm thirty-seven and doing so. what I want to do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everybody's younger than I am can just fuck right the fuck out. <laughs> How old are you, Ty? 35. Oh, you're a baby. Jesus Christ. You can go. You can suck an egg. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he will. He'll well, do <laughs> oh, my guy. You got five He's doing it right now. He's sucking an egg. <laughs> um, no, man. Like, it's like the reality of, of things is like, the older you get, like, it's harder to fucking do stuff, right? With your With your buddies. But, like, I ain't stopping, man. I'm, I ain't going nowhere. I do. I don't have a fucking kid. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have a fucking wife. I don't. Have, I don't have a fucking goldfish. My life is just fucking music. That's my fucking life. Like I work, and I put on shows. 
that's what I do. That's my that's my living is putting on shows and working at a bar. So I'm not slowing down anytime soon. So um, expect some more stuff coming out because um, I ain't going away. Fuck yeah, buddy. We can't wait. We're stoked for new school damage, man. You send it to us. We'll make sure we help you spread the word. Yeah, man. Thanks. Oh, thanks, thanks so much. buddy. Appreciate thanks. that. Thanks so much. Nice, for coming nice on. to meet you, man. And uh, good to talk to you again, Josh. I missed you, buddy. Yeah, man. Um, What's up? It's Brad Manners from School Damage. Uh, you and I are both listening to Denim Radio, and it is tight like my denim jeans are. And that's going to be a wrap for episode 014. 
Hell yeah. What'd you think of that conversation there, Ty? That was a great time. I really cherish these moments, Joel, buddy. <laughs> yeah, fuck. It's, it's always uh, makes our job pretty easy when the dude just has a shit ton of interesting stories and we kind of just, you know, give him a prompt and he just fucking <whistles> just rolls and rolls with uh, good story after good story. Like that, uh, that image of <laughs> Odorous Yerungus putting his fucking... <laughs> seven fucking inch heels into a fucking duffel bag with this <laughs> odorous mask is fucking pretty hilarious it's, it's nice to know that no matter how famous you get you still gotta haul your fucking costume and your toys off the stage in a duffel bag through the crowd you know <laughs> you think you think dave brocky had some had some coins yeah I, I don't know do you think he got residuals for his appearance on uh empire records well, despite the lore of them being all ex-businessmen or lawyers or whatever, um, I don't know. They don't seem they didn't seem like the group that would have managed their money that well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw them at like a campus bar in Regina once. I should, well, it's the only time I saw them actually. There's probably like a few hundred people there. It wasn't maybe more, maybe five, six hundred people. But it's not like they're playing fucking Saddle Dome or <laughs> Rogers Place, you know, like. They're like a band that like a lot of people knew, but I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea how many how many pennies he had in his bank account when he perished. The real success was all the people that enjoyed their music, and that was a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I was before I even listened to them. You know, I just fucking loved watching his like appearances on Jerry Springer, or, you know, like all that shock rock shit from the fucking nineties or. It's amazing what people were offended of back then, and now it's like, I don't know. People are offended for other stuff now, but like just being violent and then a weirdo doesn't really, <laughs> nobody cares anymore. Now it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Gore was its own thing. Definitely uh, could go for a meat sandwich right now. <laughs> that was a good idea. <laughs> I don't even eat meat, but that's a good song. But yeah, fuck yeah, Brad. Thanks for coming on. Um, so yeah, any of you uh, single and available bass players out there, slide into his DMs because yeah, we definitely want to see that band back up on stage as soon as possible. Because yeah, I got to see them at Pooza Fest, two thousand. I can't remember. I think it said twenty eighteen or something. I can't. I have to do the math. But yeah, they put on a good show. I'd like. I'd like to see them again. So hopefully they can make it out here one day. That would be great. And. Yeah, and I will be on the highway with my ear to the fucking ground waiting for that new record. Yeah, man. You got anything else you think we should chat about before we let the let the folks call it a day? No. Um do I have one more song left? Can I pick a song? Or are are we are we dropping the nugget of when we uh when you invited me to a podcast? <laughs> you want to talk about Oh that? yeah. You want to talk about that in the yeah. next episode? Uh, up to you, up to you. We could do it now. Oh yeah, we already already cracked open the oyster. Let's let's slurp out the goo within. All right, <laughs> all right. Let's do it. So okay, I'll start, and then and then uh, you can continue. But uh, I have some friends that have a podcast called Sounds Like Nonsense. Uh, they're from California, and they do kind of the same thing as Denim Radio. They play punk music and 
talk shit with each other and have have guests from bands and interview them and play their music. So uh, the day that our new song, uh, our song, the single came out, he Jeb, the host from Sounds Like Nonsense, invited me to come on the podcast. Uh, he said that they needed a guest. They didn't have a guest. So he invited me that day uh, at whatever, let's say, you know, noon. And I said, oh, why don't I have Josh from Denim Radio come onto the podcast with me? So I messaged Josh and uh, asked him if he'd like to come on the podcast. He said yes, you know, all within the span of two hours. And then we were going to get on the podcast. So um, you want to take it from there, Josh? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm no stranger to podcasts. I've hosted one for for years and I've been a guest on on many and there's usually like I don't know you, somebody sets it up you get on there you're offline or whatever they kind of give you a rundown and then you do it that was not the case for this one um, I'm pretty sure you admitted later that you kind of jumped the gun and you weren't supposed to get on there because it's just kind of like a zoom they gave you the link they're like yeah come on at this time so you're like oh, I'm just going to go on now so he fucking goes on he's like yeah come on so I roll in they're already in the middle of a conversation and you know there was quite a few people so i don't know how many people are normally on this show because i've only i only okay. listened Can... to the one that you sent me that we were on a few months yes. ago so i don't can, know. can i just stop you there can i stop you there for one second though because we are supposed to go on the podcast at a certain time but there was like a little bit of a time discrepancy with our time zones that we didn't get it right so you thought that we were going on uh, at a certain time, but we were really supposed to be an hour later. And that's my bad because I didn't mention what time zone the podcast was in when I invited you to come on it. Right. So he would have been the same as, as BC time. I'm on Alberta time, mountain time, which is an hour ahead. Yeah. So, so Josh, Josh texts me and he says, okay, I'm ready to go on the show. And I said, oh, we're a bit early, but I'm ready too. So I just followed the link that they gave us and we dropped in on their conversation. So go, go <laughs> ahead. You can take, you can take it from there. Yeah. Well, I think the way that it worked is that, cause we obviously we didn't time it perfectly. You didn't like synchronize our watches and click the link at the exact same time. So you kind of got in there maybe 30 seconds or so before. So you kind of like, were like, you know, you're the ones that started them and they're like, Oh, what the fuck ties here? Blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, I slide in, don't know these people from a fucking hole in the ground. They don't know me from a hole in the ground. Roll in. And they're like, okay, I guess we interrupted. And I, and I think you were kind of like in the middle of apologizing. You're like, oh, shit, sorry. Didn't mean to jump in early. <laughs> fuck. And then they, were, they, were, they were cool about it. It was no like, what the fuck? This is unprofessional. It wasn't like that at all. They just laughed about it. And obviously, you guys have a pre-existing relationship. I, did, I don't have that luxury with them, but it, it, didn't, it didn't matter. But anyway, so then... I don't know who noticed first, but we kind of noticed there was a dude that was kind of like not as lively, like obviously wasn't a host and he was kind of chilling out there. And then, but his name said Will. So I was like, I don't know who Will is. And then all of a sudden they kind of like started making allusions to the mad caddies and shit. And then I kind of looked closer and yeah, it was fucking Chuck Robertson from fucking mad caddies was just hanging out and it turns or you know the story here like why what was he he was there with them in yeah. the room, right so at first they said like when we came on they were like oh first we got 
uh, Mad Caddy's knocking on our door, and then we have uh, you know Ty and Josh knocking on our digital door, and I was like, Mad Caddy's what? And yeah, so there there was an extra guy in the session there. And I guess Chuck from the Mad Caddies had just, I don't know if they have like a shared jam studio or recording studio, but I guess he had just knocked on their door and walked into their podcast and they were like, hey, yeah, come on, come on in, dude. Um, I know that Jeb actually, Jeb is putting out a solo record called, I think it's called Jeb Boudet and the Lost Cause. Um, Don't quote me on that, but he has the horn player from the Mad Caddies. And, you know, they're from California, so I don't know what the connection is there. But anyway, so jo- jo- <laughs> Josh and I, Joel Buddy and I are slowly kind of realizing this guy in the corner. As Chuck starts talking more and more, we're like, oh, he's talking about his band and touring. And we were kind of looking at each other on the chat, like, what did we just walk in on? Like, we felt bad because, like, obviously that's that's a good guest. <laughs> and we just showed up. <laughs> we just barge in. Oh, get up. <laughs> but they were cool about it. And uh, yeah, so I think I even like texted you, like, what the fuck's going on? You're like, not sure. <laughs> and it's like, is that fucking the Mad Caddies guy? You're like, I think it is. But like, he mainly just talked about aliens and like Bigfoot and shit. He never really talked about his band that, like, very sparingly talked about his band. And then it turns out, yeah, well, I don't want to dox him, but well, he was talking about it live. Like, he's. He's dating a girl from like rural Saskatchewan, so he's like been hanging out there a lot, which is kind of hilarious because like I grew up in rural Saskatchewan, so like if I would have known that like <laughs> like a, a punk rock powerhouse guy like just like hanging out in a small town, in Saskatchewan, you, you guys, you guys had a nice moment. You had a nice moment over that the Saskatchewan thing. Yeah, but it, but he was like I grew up in Saskatchewan, and like the fucking Northern Lights are fucking crazy every night, so I. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold that he saw an alien, but maybe he did. But the sky is something else to see, just because it's like. I mean, you you live up in the mountains. You don't get to see the sky in all of its glory, you know, like in some of the the prairie states and prairie provinces. But yeah. It, anyways, yeah. He's and then and then he's just casually mentioned that he was going to be playing Red Deer. I mean, he's talking about it. So I'll fucking talk about it. I don't get in trouble. So like he's. Mad Caddies will be touring through uh, Western Canada in, in uh, I won't say when. How about that? That's where I'll... Sometime next year. And he's just like, oh, yeah, fucking... You guys should get on the bill. Like, like fuck, dude, I'd love to. <laughs> Can you put in a word? <laughs> but, yeah, it was kind of hilarious just to... Because it was just like... A, I wasn't even sure what I was walking into. It was just like a Sunday afternoon type. It was a Sunday or... I don't know. It was on the weekend. Just like a... Yeah, man. Something wanna, like that. You want to hop on this fucking show? And I was like, okay, well, I'll go have a shower and... Yeah, and then I realized I was an hour ahead, and you're like, ah, fuck it, let's just see what's going on. <laughs> but that that's it's just a testament to the steely podcast will that you and I share, that, like, we can get in the room with Chuck, and, like, we didn't freak out, like, oh, my God, are you Chuck from the Mad Caddies? No, we've been there before, all right? And we played <laughs> it cool, and we represented this high-end denim podcast well on that show, we in that situation. Too. I don't think it's out yet, but if, if anybody isn't following the Sounds Like Nonsense podcast, fucking go give it a follow now on spotify all the social media and yeah we're uh yep. i feel like we owe that dude a fucking an interview now so maybe i'll have to get him on this show because you know what denim radio is not going anywhere we got we got guests now planned for the next few weeks keep pumping these out every friday so 
fucking click smash that like button smash that follow button give me five stars give me all the stars because you know what denim's projecting upwards and onwards what do you say are you in yeah, or you're in the yeah. way <laughs> right yeah this is the kind of quality podcast that i enjoy listening to so let's keep doing it <laughs> let's keep doing it but let's uh it's getting long again so let's let's wrap it up you can choose the final song okay uh give me uh those denim buds upside down man count backwards by upside down man good song good album hell yeah can definitely do that but alrighty, well thanks a lot for tuning in everyone and uh like we mentioned before if you uh have some sort of business or some sort of uh message you want to get out we are sluts so we are for sale <laughs> shoot us a couple couple shekels we'll uh we'll hype your shit because uh you know what we want to cover our costs keep building this keep building the label so anything is uh, appreciated and yeah thanks for tuning in we love you Ty, do you love them <laughs> oh yeah i thought the podcast was over i i care about them and like i i want to continue being friends with them but yes i love them hell yeah until next week that's his has what this has been denim radio yeah. I'll see you again in one week time. Think fast, the time's winding down. My mind just flipped upside down. Count backwards from 12. Drink now, images are coming more quickly. Driving to a state of panicking. Exit now, don't slow down. Shadow my the process, build it back again randomly. But do it rapidly, piece by piece. Carelessly accelerating. Races by, emotions die. You have gone. It's so Another topic to accentuate Subjectively as I accelerate It's already way too late Races by Emotions die You have gone And so have I Think fast The time's winding down My mind just flipped upside down Count backwards from twelve
Good. Right on.